That's Retro Fandango. That's Retro Fandango. When it's Android over iPhone, and you can keep your stupid amiibo and always bashing on Nintendo. But that's Retro Fandango. That's Retro Fandango. Thanks, Retro Fandango. Well, I hear something. There's some sort of um. Is it me when I? Yeah, whenever I stop talking, there's some sort of like. Sounds like a zipper being slowly unzipped. I got nothing weird huh. plugged in. I don't know. I guess it's okay. I don't hear. Wow. Oh, that that was for you. Yeah. Did that uh, well, change you know what? anything? It's gone now. Is it? Okay, I fixed it. Yeah, it's there gone now. There you go. <laughs> Just pull random <laughs> wires. There you go. Uh, yeah, I don't have the uh, soundboard uh, hooked up because it was asking me to pay $50 to continue using the soundboard. Really? Yeah. Because I was I using... I thought it was just something you, you bought and set up and... Uh, the uh, Like the program that uses the sound effects, mm-hmm. the software, apparently they want $50 for me to continue to use it. I was using a free version. <laughs> well, hey, stranger. Hey, nice what's happening? Nice to see you again. Yeah, what's, what's going on? Wasn't sure if we were doing this anymore. Yeah, it looked like it was done. But uh, the last time we recorded a Fandango was almost a month ago. A Fandango, yeah. Yeah, we did a film yeah. dango uh, less than a month ago, but a Fandango, episode 118. That was almost mm. a, almost a month ago. Was that the? Is that when we had Eric on? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Speaking of that... Uh, we can just wrap up episode 118. Go to the comments over in the forum on www.cartridgeclub.org, which apparently won't be around for too much longer. But we could talk about that a little bit later. Um, but uh, as for right now, it's there. And uh, really all that's there is uh, Eric posted the article that we were talking about. Uh, the guy who acquired that uh, arcade ROM. Mm, okay. Yeah, he posted the article with all the, you know, how there was a bunch of facts that we didn't know, a bunch mm-hmm. of details we didn't know. Well, it's in that article, so you can go check that out. I had, I didn't read it, so don't ask me. <laughs> <laughs> but it's there. What good are you? Uh, it's awfully dark in your room. You have it the is. Lights off or something? Um, I could open up the blinds if it'll make you feel better. Hold on. Yeah, I, I, if you're fine, sit in the sit in your basement doing your podcast. Is that better? It's brighter. Yeah. I'm not in a basement. I'm, I'm on the, the main floor in a room in the back. Moving up. Yeah. There you go. Moving on up. Uh, yeah, quick save club. We're uh, playing uh, Secret of Monkey Island. You've been playing along with us, Richard, this month? I have. Yeah? I have. I was very yeah. excited. Yeah. Because I've been meaning to sit down and play this for a long time. Have you played it before? No. No. Me neither. I played a bunch of those LucasArts point and clicks, but this one uh, got away from me. How far into I, the game are you? I am. I'm on part three. Oh, really? You're way ahead of me. Yeah. Well, I'll give you one one minor spoiler. Okay. Uh, spoiler, if you consider it that. Part two is really really short. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. At least I found it very short. Good to know. Uh, part one, I'm run. I'm walking around trying to figure out what to do i finding some of the stuff is a little obtuse you have to really pay attention to some of the clues yeah uh, the, the well if it if it helps you you do have a hint option 
yes you hit the h and it does give you a hint but i've been trying to avoid doing that but maybe i should just hit it a little more yeah i i, I do my best to avoid it but i hit it twice um once was in part one and apparently my head was not in a silly enough mood because <laughs> i thought i thought i tried everything and then the answer was something extremely silly mm. and then i was like oh of course that's that's what you're supposed to do. Me, the the thing that really confused me was the combining the flowers and the meat. That was something that I just did not think. To oh, do. okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that I, I didn't even really know that you could combine things in your inventory. Like that was just yeah. something that I don't know. I had these flowers. I didn't know what they were for. I had the meat, and I'd throw the meat at these attacking these poodles. Mm-hmm. And they would just munch on it and then keep attacking. I'm like, this this is what makes sense to me. You throw meat at attacking poodles. And they would, you know, be busy with the meat as you sneak by. Yeah, well, uh, earlier on, the when you're talking to the, what, was it, what were they called? Smart-looking pirates, professional-looking pirates. Those three guys in the, in the in tavern. The yeah. Yeah, they, they do throw out that line. Maybe you could drug them or something. So uh, still, it's oh, like... Oh, you could visit those guys and they'll give you hints? Did you talk to them? Yeah. No, no. Well, that was in their original oh. um, conversation. Speech. They say oh. a lot at once, but if you go back, uh, I ended up going back to them quite a few times, and then eventually it just kind of hit me. I, I didn't even know why that would uh, work. Right. But because there wasn't a line saying like this, this flower has some sort of power or anything. Right. But yeah, there are a couple things like that. That's uh, the other hint I had to use was right now in part three. Um, there's an item that apparently you're not. It, it says this item is like doesn't work or anything, but there's something you're supposed to do to it that I wouldn't have thought naturally to do. And then when you do that, something else happens. So. Yeah, that's pretty much what it is like with these games. So there's like just yeah. something really obtuse that you always get stuck on. It'll be that for. I don't know, 10% of the game for me. Yeah. Uh, a lot of it, you can see what's coming. You see the problem, you're like, okay, I have to do this, but in order to do that, I have to do this. And then you kind of see the logic, but there's sometimes there's one element that just doesn't get it. I don't know. Well, it's still a lot of fun, though. I Today I was doing the, uh, the insults with the other pirates. Which <laughs> that I to, really like. Yeah, you had yeah. to figure out. So it's, it's kind of cool concept. Like, you're already this established swordsman but what you need to learn is how to insult your opponent right uh so you just kind of grind through all these insults with these other pirates that are walking along these paths and you meet up with them and they'll throw an insult at you and you won't have the answer yet but then you could throw that insult back at them like Mm -hmm. another pirate later on and you can find out what the answer is so i've been i made a i made a (laughs) A list of notes, you know, uh, like for for every insult. And I'm wondering, like, if I if I'm gonna find this in like two or three years, like these notes, I'm gonna wonder what the hell was I talking about? Because it's like, <laughs> like I have sit hemorrhoids, <laughs> you know, shish first step, dog he must taunt you, blood run fast. Because you got to remember which ones you have, like which taunts you have and which ones you don't. Yeah, there are a few of them. There's probably. Maybe like a dozen or so. I got eleven, and I don't think I've 
I got them all. Uh, I think there was a couple more, but nobody was giving the the taunt out. Was throwing, yeah. You know, so occasionally you'll run across somebody that you just beat every time, and then you don't get any responses from them. Right. So you just have to go and do it again. Yeah. Which uh, really clever uh, way of implementing the fighting in the game, considering you only your only control is to click. Right. So it is very very fun. And then when you fight. The sword master, um, mm. she throws different taunts at you, but you have the mm. you have the answers. You just got to figure out which answer fits her taunt. Yeah, it took me a while because um, uh, she would throw out something. I was like, oh, I don't have that. I just yeah. clicked anything, and then I realized, okay, yeah, there's... you can still use what you have in the situation. Um, I forgot all about that part because it's been so long. I think I've put about eight hours into the game so far. It's good. I'm liking it. Mm-hmm. I've never played it before. Have you been playing with the uh, classic graphics or the the new update? I, I put on the new ones, but they looked way too smooth for me. It, it just looked too crisp. So I'm playing with the new ones, but I turned the resolution down to make it a little more pixelated. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So I cranked it down as much as it would go, and it's a, it's a happy balance. Okay, the new graphics they look a little too mobile game to me. It looks like something yeah. from a phone. Yeah. Um, I yeah. I prefer the original graphics, but I like the dialogue uh, in the new new version. There's no dialogue in the original version, and the voice actors mm. they got I I think are doing a pretty good job. I I think one of them might be Donatello. He sounds like that. It's Raphael. Oh, Raphael. One, uh, one Paul something, but yeah. It is him? Okay. I think yeah, he does a I couple of so. characters in it because it kind of sounds like his voice. Yeah, he's the, the scout that's looking out over the ledge. Right. And, um, yeah, he's blind. He's, he plays a few. <laughs> the blind. <laughs> it's a funny game. I'm, I'm, I'm like. Those it. old LucasArts games are good. They, they get me chuckling, yeah. you know, through the game. It's It's entertaining. For sure. Good pick. Yeah. Whoever picked that one. Yeah. Well, uh, I think we all did. I think that was a consensus. That was something that we had wanted to play. So, yeah, it's good times. We did finish. uh, I finally finished Planescape Torment uh, like two weeks late. But uh, we did. Josh and I both finished it. And uh, we recorded uh, an episode of Quick Save Club with Pam uh, to talk about the game. We did it yesterday, actually. And I got it all edited up and everything. So... I handed it over to Josh, so it's sh- by the time you hear this, it should be posted somewhere. Um, mm. It was a fun episode, good times. That was a good game. We uh, spoil long, spoil a lot of the game, but how long did it take you to get through that game? Like, how many hours did you pump into um, it? Let me see. According to Steam, it wasn't as long as like because there was some uh, numbers that were saying like in the like it's over a hundred, and I think that's to get. If you want to find absolutely everything in the game, it would take you 100 hours. But I just played through the game once. And it says 38 hours. Mm. Uh, But I don't think it took me that long. It was probably more like 33 hours or something. There's probably, I think, like, you know, games paused while I go do something else. Like, Mm. whatever. A couple of bathroom breaks in there. You Still, that's, yeah. that's a day of your life. It's a lot. It, it was a lot. Um, but it's worth it. But You can go listen to the episode to hear more. Mm. It's a good game. 
unique I was, game. I was going to try that game, then I didn't. <laughs> I don't think you'd like it, but you should. Well, you should try it. Well, I was, I I was going to. I, I was in the process of switching uh, PCs uh, during that month, so I'm actually using a different laptop today. Oh, this is new new setup? This one, uh, yeah. So I now have two set up in front of me yeah really all right mm. you can uh play some uh, torch torchlight like uh co-op torchlight 2 with myself yeah <laughs> <laughs> i still gotta buy that i was i was gonna pick up some stuff during this latest steam sale i was looking at it and i was like oh okay yeah finally maybe i'll get that half-life finally and i was putting stuff in my cart and i was like yeah okay i'll do that tomorrow i'll do that tomorrow and then what happened the sale ended, and you missed yeah, it. Missed out. Yeah, we were at uh, the cottage when the, the sale was uh, wrapping up, so there was a few things I was like, "Oh man, we should pick that up before, like, when we get back." But just never, never got around to it. So every time I try to buy something on uh, GOG or Steam now, I just I make myself look at my library yeah. before I do it, and I'm like, "Yeah, I got a hundred games here I've never even installed." <laughs> so. Kind of kills the motivation. I did uh, end up picking up Star Control Origins, which I've been wanting to pick up for a while. It was eleven bucks, so um, that's like a, it's kind of like playing a Star Trek game. Uh, you go down to these little planets uh, in a kind of like a rover, hovering rover machine thing, and you can only really pick up um, like you can't get out and walk uh, of this uh, vehicle. Uh, you can pick up um, minerals and stuff, and then there'll be maybe a, um, some sort of artifact or something that you can pick up as you're trying to uh, discover this, uh, learn more about this ancient race that uh, was in Earth's solar system a long time ago. Um, and but it's kind of it kind of plays like Star Trek. There's a lot of exploration, like you're exploring a lot of the planets to find things, and then there is some battles, there's some fighting, but it, so far it's heavy on the exploration, which I'm. I'm liking. I wish you could go down to the planets and kind of talk to different aliens and that, but um, there doesn't seem to be a lot of that. Um, but you do meet other aliens in space in, in their ships, and you do interact with some of them. So it's fun. Yeah. It's good times. I'm liking that. What happened to that Star Trek game you and, and you and the others were playing, the bridge commander thing? Oh, yeah, we got to get back to that, the VR one. Um, just haven't had the time, I guess, to get together to do it. Maybe this weekend, because there isn't uh, too much going on this weekend. Maybe I'll send out a tweet, see what happens. So you're not going back to vacation? Are, are you done? I thought this was like a little break. You're no. allowing me a, a little window <laughs> into your freedom. No, I, this is yeah. I'm still on vacation. Uh, this is the last <laughs> weekend of vacation. Uh, oh boy, how long have you been off? Three weeks. Is that bad? I, <laughs> I, I haven't known such luxuries. Uh, this has been the first time in a long time. And with that, we've been busy. We did the C3 in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. And then came back with Con Crud, which wiped us out for well, at least four or five days. Sarah, con Crud. Explain Con Crud. Well... It's like uh, you go to a convention because too many games was there and there's so many people there all in a small contained area. 
you're, you cram a lot of people in there so the germs get passed around mm. and you're talking and you're talking loud to you know be heard over other people and all that and you get the you get the concrete you get uh, sick so yeah some of us try to warn people against that you know and how you should wash your hands stuff Look, like that it's all luck of the draw whether you're going to get it or not you know, I, I wash my hands every time I go to the bathroom and every time I eat something with my hands. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, uh, I, I think it was because we were in a van with Joe. I think Joe was sick. He had some sort of weird cough before we got onto the, like before we took off. Uh, and I think we all got sick from him because everybody in the A-team van got it except for Joe. So he was probably patient zero. Hmm. And Sarah still has a, a cough. Like she's still, she's debating whether to go to the the, the uh, walk-in clinic tomorrow to get it checked out because it's not going away as quickly as it should. Hmm. Hang out with some nasty people. Yeah. Well, they were all in the, sure? most of them were in the cartridge club. So there you go. Are you sure it ain't the herpes? I saw <laughs> images of you guys all in a hotel room. Um... Yeah, I'm sure it's not the herpes. Mm. Were we in a hotel room? We were in um, a lobby. For, for Or not a lobby. Uh, what's a, one of those rooms called? Uh, suite? No. Um, well, we were in... Yeah, actually, we hung out in the lobby a lot. There was a big table, like where they served their, their continental breakfast. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we hung out in there. And then uh, we rented uh, a space, a conference room kind of thing. Oh, okay. Where we did our podcasts and that on monday and we hung out in there uh, a whole night but i think a lot of germs were being passed around in too many games i think that's where we really where we got it that or the a-team van joe's freaking cough so that one one or one or the other it's just like a traveling international biohazard pretty much yeah Yeah. (laughs) well i missed being able to talk to you for the past couple of weeks but i was you know I did have my safety net. I was able to go over to Retro Fandango at Podbean yeah. and uh, listen to the, the 80s trivia that you posted. Oh, yeah. How was that? Did you enjoy that? Oh. It was good times? Uh, yeah, sure was. <laughs> um, what happened there? Uh, apparently, it uh, wasn't recorded. <sighs> I, I hey, asked. Who, was, who say, was in charge of recording? Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to say. I don't know if I'm allowed to say. It wasn't me, but uh, I asked for the recording, and uh, I was told that uh, it wasn't available. Uh, it is on the Cartridge Club YouTube channel, because they streamed everything, and I'm pretty sure it's saved there. So it's mm-hmm. so if you want to watch the stream of it, it's there. Um, but... I don't know. You're not missing that much. <laughs> okay, well, th- this is perfect then, because uh, I've not checked out uh, the archived footage. Go ahead and hit me with one of the trivia questions. Oh, um, you want me... Well, here was the problem with, with the episode. Apparently, the, the trivia was too hard. Um, people, It got down to the point where almost... I, 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 Everybody was, um, I, I'm sorry if I'm going to spoil it for you, um, but pretty much when we got down to, um, what's it, Final final Jeopardy, if you will, because we did mm-hmm. it in a Jeopardy uh, style, um, when we got to Hodge, 
everybody answered the question wrong and lost all their money. Uh, and we, we got the Hodge. All we had to do, like, if, if, if he bet all of his money, it would have been a three-way tie of zero. Right. So I don't want to tell you what happens because I want to keep you watching. But apparently the, the biggest complaint was that the, uh, the questions were too difficult. Yeah, that's answer. why we don't do trivia here anymore. Yeah, that's it, right? <laughs> um, all right, I'll give you some uh, some of the, uh, what do you call them? My brain's not with it today. Uh, categories? Let's give okay. you some of the categories in, in uh, round one. We got uh, Fearless Leaders, where I tell you the group and you tell me the leader. Uh, mm. One Hit Wonders, uh, where okay. I give you a... a, a sort of a line from their songs, one of their songs, and you tell me who the band is. Mm-hmm. Uh, There's sports. Yeah. Uh, name yeah. the year, where I tell you an event, and you tell me what year it happened. And primetime dramas. This does sound difficult. Um, I like the idea of the fearless leader okay. and the primetime dramas. So Thundercats. Uh, Lionel. There you go. Uh, the A-Team. Hannibal. Uh, the Goonies. Uh, Mikey. Uh, Mask. Also known as Mobile Armored Strike at Command. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about the Cher movie. No. That would be Rocky. Um, <laughs> uh, Mask. Um, Tracker's going to lead the mission. There you go. Yeah, Matt Tracker. Okay. I would have taken that. Uh, the Gummy Bears. Uh... Wow, who's the leader of the Gummy Bears? It's not Gruffy Gummy. It is. It is? It really? is. That's what, the, that's what it said on the internet anyways. Yeah, there doesn't seem to be a clear leader. I guess. Okay. See, this is what I did with Sarah. And she was like answering the stuff and she was, she was okay. She was good. But uh, yeah. I, I guess the pressure was on these, these guys. Um, well, you know what? A lot of people are phonies on the internet. Oh, right? like oh, ooh. I'm I'm stuck in the '80s. Oh. I love the '80s and all that. Well, you can. It's all you, for the clicks. You can you can fight them. You can fight them. I don't feel like fighting anybody. <laughs> it was all <laughs> Rambox said that. I loved everybody. I love and thank you everybody. All the contestants, you did an excellent job. All right, that's it. I think I think for trivia, you you gotta go for speed. It doesn't have to be a difficult question. It just has to be that most people can get it, and then oh, who's gonna get it first? You mm. know, and fight for it. Yeah, I think that was it. I think the other problem we I did, which I knew in the past not to do. I don't know why I did it this time, um, but to not um, make people lose points if they mm-hmm. answer the question incorrectly. Because what happens is everyone just is, they're too afraid to give an answer in case they're wrong, right? Mm. And then you're just sitting there answering all the questions. Yeah, pretty much. When time runs out. Yeah. So that was another mistake I made. But there you go. Dumb it down a bit. Yeah. But I don't know. Everyone seemed to have a good time. Everyone seemed to uh, in, enjoy it for for the most part. I think it would have been better if the questions were easier. So next time I'll really dumb it down for these people. How did you present it? Were you up there with a suit and tie? Mm. Did you have that handful of cards? I did have um, the questions and answers mm-hmm. in front of me. That that was about it. Did you have a lapel mic or did you have that Bob Barker really long cord? I, I had whatever mic they gave me, which was the mic at the podium. And I couldn't move too far away from it. I was on a very short leash. 
So I couldn't go up and, you know, get a kiss from Duke or anything like that. Uh, mm. Dawson style, you know. Mm-hmm. But. You don't want to be associated with them, those family feud hosts. They, they all have, like, terrible endings to their lives. Except for Steve Harvey. He seems to be doing okay. Does he still do it? Yeah. And he's still, okay, see, he's he's still he's... really good at it, too. I don't watch it all the time, but whenever I, I catch it once in a while, he's, I, he, he's got some great facial expressions and reactions in that. He hams it up, but he's, he does a, an excellent job. Oh, what, what was it? Hey, do you, want me, do you want me to give you the final Jeopardy question? The final okay, answer? Okay, sure. Okay, so this is uh, it's video game uh, tie-in. Is, is the mm-hmm. category video game tie-ins okay now no, none of them got this so it'll be interesting to see if you get it released in 1989 this game for the nintendo entertainment system sets you on a quest to repel an alien invasion and is based on a tv program from the 1960s 1989 yep repel an alien invasion TV show from the 60s. Yeah. 1989. So that's like NES era. Yeah. Oh, it is um, an NES game. Yes. For the Nintendo Entertainment System. Okay. At least in 1989, this game for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Okay. Sets okay. you on a quest to repel an alien invasion. And it's based on a TV program from the 1960s. An alien invasion. Um... 1989. Based on a TV series. When was Contra? That was 88? Uh, Contra wasn't based on a TV series from the 1960s. Right, but um, that's like the immediate alien invasion when that comes to mind. Um, Contra was 87. 87. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Maybe, yeah, I guess this one was difficult. The answer is Fester's Quest. Fester's Quest. Oh, tie into the Adams Family That's movies. Right. Based TV on show. Adam. Okay. I, I think gotcha. it was based on the TV show. I don't know if it was on right. the movie. Right, but they were popular at the time because the the Barry Sonnenfeld movies. Or, or was that in the 90s? I think uh, movies... That might have come out in the '90s then, and yeah, that might have been directly related. Because I, the, yeah, I remember Fester. Like I had never seen the Adams Family, and I was like, Fester, who the heck is Fester? I have no idea who this character is. You know what's weird though? When you asked that question, that game did flash through my mind. Yeah, I, I, I didn't piece it together as being uh, that. Uh, Adams Family movie came out in 1991. Hmm. Uh, 1991. They made two of them. They made. There were two of those. There's Adam's Adam family, family values. values. Was there only two? Yep. I feel. Yep. I but feel... then I think that that sparked a little uh, interest in. It. I think there was a TV show, like a a reboot. Reboot. Oh, well, there was a reboot of the Munsters. Maybe that's the one I'm thinking Oof. of. And I think there was a cartoon of the Adams Family that came out after those movies. Adam's Family Values. Yeah, I remember there was a cartoon. It was two years I think ago. they're making a new one, too. Neither of those Adam's Family movies were any good. I didn't enjoy it. I remembered them being good, and then I rented it for my kids um, not too long ago. 
and I was watching along, and visually it was kind of fun, but the story-wise and everything, it yeah, it fell kind of flat. They enjoyed it though, because you know you see weird stuff. Monsters reboot came out in 2012. It was called Mockingbird Lane. Oh no no, this is back in the 90s. The Monsters today. Hmm. This was like, like it looks like a totally seri- rad nineties version. It looks like a Munsters. serious take on the monsters. Jerry O'Connell that... played Herman Munster. Oh my god! Really? Jerry O'Connell does stuff. Uh, he does apparently. Portia de Rossi was Lily Lily Munster. Oh, this looks like a disaster. Eddie Izzard was Grandpa. Who was Fester? Uncle Fester. I don't see him. Uh, there's also uh, a rock band called 1313 Mockingbird Lane. Mm. Or maybe was. <laughs> oh, a reimagining of the 1960s sitcom. Yeah. Oh, is it more? Is it darker? More serious? It does. It does look more serious. There's no Uncle Fester in this show. Well, not in the monsters, no. Oh, that's right. I'm thinking of the wrong show. <laughs> Duh. Well, he—he's not a Frankenstein monster. I can't even see. Let's see images. There's a picture of here of Jerry O'Connell. He's just wearing a suit. Yeah. Lame. Yeah, this is not good. This is the problem with all these reboots and things. People want to take the idea and bring it back, but they don't have fun with it anymore. Mm. It's like, uh, what's the point of taking the name and the image and all that if you're just going to wipe away all the fun? I don't know. Besides, that show was was mostly about uh, Herman Munster, you know? Yeah, uh, him just and Fred, making Fred silly Gwynn. faces and, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I don't know. Fred Gwynn just put so much of himself into that character. You know, I just, I don't know. I find it difficult to see someone else playing. What Herman what Munster. movie did he play a judge in? That was, um, hold on, My Cousin Vinny. Okay. Because yeah. I haven't seen that movie, but I know the scenes of him as a judge. He's so like, like the best like... part of that movie. Hmm. But hands down. I mean, the, Better than Ralph Macchio? Yeah. Everybody else is okay. Even Joe Pesci is okay. Marissa Tomei, she won an Oscar for that movie for some reason. I don't know why. Hmm. But the the real star of that movie is Fred Gwynn. Hmm. By his, with his facial expressions and everything. I mean, Joe Pesci would just be an annoying guy if it were not for how he was playing off of like, the straight man that was Fred Gwynn in that movie. Yeah, there is truth to that because uh, even without his Herman Munster makeup, he still looks like Herman Munster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how much of himself was in that character. Just his manner, mannerisms, and everything. You know, like mm. I, every time it's it's like when we were talking about uh, um, Woody Harrelson playing um, uh, Archie Bunker. Archie Bunker. Thank you very much. You know, it just Carol O'Connor puts so much of himself into that character. You know, there's anyone else who plays it is just doing a Carol and uh, O'Connor impression. You know. You just brought that full circle because Marissa Tomei. Oh, that's right. That reboot. Whoa. Yeah. I did that on purpose. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, okay. Where were we? What are we talking about? I don't know. <laughs> we're just talking about anything. We haven't talked in like, I don't know, a few weeks. So Yeah, this isn't even a podcast. This no. is just us talking. That's right. We're catching up. We're not even recording this. <laughs> we shouldn't be. Do <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know how many people uh, complained about there not being a podcast while we were gone? I can imagine. Take it's a, a circular number. <laughs> it might be. <laughs> and it's not wearing a belt. It's just a big fat zero. I, no, I think Steven Eider might have complained once. That was it. He was the one complaint. Oh. Well, where's the next uh, uh, hype cast? That's there right. We're on hype cast schedule. So I'll see you in six months. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, so I don't know anything else cool from any other stories from the the C three. No, you know what? It was all fairly calm. There wasn't any you know craziness. Um, we you know traveling down was fine. Coming back up, I mean, Bill on the way down, Bill led us down some weird back roads path because for some reason he was supposed to be the navigator, and he decided that while navigating, that was a good time to have a nap. And so he led Hodge down like this weird road. So we took a bunch of back roads all the way to Philly. Um, but on the way back, we stuck to like the uh, uh, interstates and that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bill and Joe shared a room. And so we shared a room with Hodge. And uh, Hodge was a great roommate. No complaints there. He is, he does have this serious fear of missing out. Um like anytime I would get up out of bed, he'd be like sprung up, like, "Hey, what's going on? What are we doing next?" Kind of thing like that. <laughs> Five o'clock in the morning. I'm I'm an old man and I need to use the bathroom. Huh? You can go back to sleep. It's all good. But uh, he was ready to go at any point after only two or three hours of sleep. Um, I don't know. I, every image, every video I've ever seen of Hodge, he's always cranked up to like 11. Yeah. He's just super happy and excited. That's totally him all the time. He's ready to go. Mm. He's a super cool guy to hang out with. And uh, it was good to spend some time with him uh, again. Um, We did go out um, thrifting. No, yard sailing on mm-hmm. Saturday morning. Uh, we went out as a team. Uh, there was myself, Joe, and Hodge, and uh, Hodge right away uh, said, you know, anything that we find, we're splitting four ways. And I said, hey, whatever you guys <laughs> want to do, I'm just along here for the ride. And there was dead silence from both Bill and Joe. <laughs> so, of course, when we found stuff, I don't know, if you if you listen to their episode, I think a few episodes back... Uh, while we were recording live in Philly, there was like a little bit of a dispute on uh, how the uh, stuff was going to be uh, divided up. But uh, if you listen to that episode, you only got one side of the story. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, eventually we worked everything out. Everything was all good. We uh, divided everything up, I think, evenly. So everybody was happy. Uh, I don't see how that works, though. I mean, it's a nice gesture saying, hey, we're going to share everything. But you find one amazing item how do you split that four ways okay well here's here's the thing well it wasn't one thing it was a box of thing and it, it, you can't um uh run it like uh, you got four guys competing for stuff at every yard sale mm-hmm. at every event mm-hmm. right so 
uh, basically, and, and there's yard sales all over the place. And you're competing with other people who are running at all these yard sales too, right? So you kind of divvy up like, okay, who's going to go to what yard sale? Who's going to check out what? You know, so while Bill and I went to one yard sale, Hodge and Joe went to like the, the people next door. And mm-hmm. whoever, so you're kind of working both yard sales at the same time kind of thing. So mm-hmm. that's how you're kind of helping each other out. Um, when we got to the, you know, the one, uh, house, you know, um, Bill asked, uh, you know, do they have any, any video games? She's like, yeah, I think so. And so then right away, you know, I kind of move in and, uh, help her, you know, uh, feel comfortable with us, you know, cause Bill's kind of a little intimidating, you know? <laughs> uh, and you know, then she, right away she was like, Oh, these are nice guys. Let me, let me tell my husband to go find those video games in the back. So, mm-hmm. you know, he pulls out this box of, it had that Nintendo 64 in it, the Dreamcast, um, uh, I can't remember what else there was. I think there was a Genesis in there. There was a PSP hidden at the bottom. Um, you know, we, uh, and we just negotiated a price for the, the whole box, uh, all mm-hmm. of everything. Right. Uh, so there was that. And then while we were out walking about, we run into some other guy who was looking to buy a Dreamcast. It was like, mm-hmm. hey, we just we just bought one. So we ended up selling this Dreamcast to basically their next door neighbor <laughs> huh. for, for a profit, of course. Like nice. the box cost us, I, I think it was $65. And uh, they ended up selling the Dreamcast for 30 I believe it was thirty mm-hmm. or forty dollars. Um, so, while they were doing that, while it was uh, Bill and Joe that went to this guy's house because the guy wanted to test out the Dreamcast and uh, plug it in and all that, uh, Hodge and I went and started looking at other yard sales, and I found another box. We uh, both Hodge and I found another box of uh, video games, uh, and it was like um, some NES games and one of those uh, Retron threes. I think there was a couple of Genesis games in there. So basically, when we got back, we uh, just split everything up, you know, who wants what out of where, and then you just kind of buy each other out uh, with all the goods that we got. So, you know, Bill paid for that first box. So then we all owed Bill some money from that box. I paid for the second box. So I was owed some money from that box. Uh, then, you know, whatever we recouped with the Dreamcast sa- sale was, you know, um, kind of a wash because the box, you know, ended up only really costing um, because, you know, Bill took the money for, for the Dreamcast. So it only ended up costing, I guess, $25 or something. So that's that's how it worked out. Um, yeah. Everybody got what they wanted uh, from it. There was no fights or anything like that. Um, and uh, there was some of the consoles in that Hodge actually took for himself and he's going to sell them and take some money from it. So, and then he's going to split up, I guess he's going to split up that money or I can't remember if we worked out that deal or whatever, but anyways, it all worked out. It was all good. Okay. Yeah. As long as there's no stress. No, no stress at all. It was all good. It was just, you know, the usual bill stuff at the beginning, you know, (laughs) Or he just can't... The usual. Yeah, you know, or he just can't admit that, you know... Yeah. Anyways, it was all good. It's all good. The only thing that did make me nervous, though, is that when the guy... So, we're walking around, and they run into this guy, and he wants to sell this... Uh, or he want, he's looking for a Dreamcast. We're like, hey, we have a Dreamcast, and we're parked down the street. 
and this is like just moments after we had just bought this box of stuff from this, you know, nice, nice couple. Um, I started talking to her. I actually got her uh, Steam um, ID because they, they, her and her husband want to play uh, Overcooked with a, with another couple. So I said, hey, you know, give me your Steam ID and we can play you know, Overcooked because Sarah and I, we've, you know, we've beat all the levels and all that. Really nice girl and everything like that. And then here we are, like maybe 20 minutes later, with the back of the van open showing this Dreamcast we just bought to the neighbor. And we're in eyesight, you know, of everything that's going down. Like, hey, we just bought this Dreamcast and we're selling it out of the back of a van. And I was feeling like very, like, this isn't good, you know, because <laughs> eventually maybe this neighbor is, you know, th- those two are going to talk at some point mm-hmm. and say, hey, these guys, they just sold me this Dreamcast. Yeah, that was the one I just sold them. You know, I, I, I gave them a deal. And then, you know, basically uh, half of it, you know, w- went to this one Dreamcast. Um, and they have my information. You know, they're like, they don't have no <laughs> contact with anyone else but me. So if they ever have a problem or anything or this story comes out or whatever, I'm going to be the one that's going to get the message on Steam. Like, and it wouldn't be hard enough to block them or whatever, but... Still, that's uh, scumbag buried yeah. on Mars out there, you know, buying and selling right on our street, neighbor to neighbor kind of deal. Uh, they're gonna if it ever comes out, they're just gonna have a little chuckle and then they're gonna go to each other's house and play some overcooked and pretty much, yeah, maybe, maybe, who knows? Apparently, the guy uh, that they sold the Dreamcast to was a, a big time collector. He had a nice collection. I didn't get to see it, but. Uh, I don't know, and I guess they dropped the Cartridge Club uh, on them. They're like, hey, join the Cartridge Club kind of thing. But I haven't seen any new members, so maybe mm. they weren't that charming. They weren't charming enough. Maybe if, if Hodge got in there, he would have charmed the pants off him. And he'd be oh, a yeah. club member by now. But mm-hmm. Bill and Joe, that's a little rough, you know, mm-hmm. a rough. You got you to gotta hit some people with ambassador status and have them take charge for yeah, that sort of thing. for sure. That's like a Dean, a Hodge, you know. <laughs> yeah absolutely there's been a lot of uh delegation happening behind the scenes over at the cartridge club have you noticed is this that related the... to the whole uh website thing yeah well i think so i think the i they reached out to everyone and they asked they were asking um people like what they thought of uh, the website because apparently it's given them a lot of problems um i, I guess I, i'll just say nobody reached out to me because i had no idea uh well you are you a patron of the Cartridge Club? Oh, is that the thing? Yeah, that's the thing. Oh, I oh, used to be. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you were a patron, you got a message. Uh, and they mm-hmm. asked, like, hey, uh, is it okay if we drop this website? Basically, they gave us three options what they could do. But I was like, you know what? This thing sounds like a pain in the butt. Anyway, so I think they're dropping the... I think, yeah, they're dropping the cartridgeclub.org. They're keeping the forms. Mm-hmm. Um, but the cartridgeclub.org, I guess, will be just a link to the forms. So the website itself will be done. What kind of problems? Um, apparently, hacking. Like, hackers are getting in there. Um, hmm. and I don't know what else. Like, it's broken. It's not functioning well. I know when I... The cartridge club know. website. I don't know. I know when I go in there, it takes me forever to post the actual, um, uh, like the the link to to our show, to our latest episode, 
It takes forever to do. It's like I click something and I got to go do something else for a minute or two. And then I can go back and click on the next thing, like enter the title, hit enter. Okay, go do something for a minute or two. I, I don't know why. And it happens on every every computer that, that, I, that I'm logged into. It doesn't matter which computer. So I don't know what's happening there. Well, well that's a shame. Yeah. So I guess it's going to be done. It's hmm. going to be gone. But they've been doing a lot of changes. Have you noticed that their Twitter account has been a lot more sassy lately? Uh, I've noticed more postings. Yeah. I don't know about sassiness. You wouldn't say sassy? Mm. Not sassy enough for you? Kind of tame? <laughs> you like it a little more sassy? <laughs> You're just going to have me looking up Phil Hartman clips now. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Uh why? Who's who's posting the sass? I don't know. I'm not 100 percent sure. I have some theories, but I don't know who's running the show over there. But yeah, I've noticed that it's gotten a lot more sassy. Sassy. Yeah. So apparently they're delegating stuff. But there was a weird thing. It was so one of them who's running that that account reached out to me and asked me if I wanted to uh, be participate in the, the posting of the tweets through the Cartridge Club account and i said you know what i get i get in trouble sometimes on twitter so i'm probably not the best person to uh trust with this uh, account uh, and they said okay that's okay we understand um but maybe you want to help bill out with the berry game exchange and i'm like bill with the berry game exchange what is this so i have no idea what they're what that's about i have no idea what they're talking about i don't yeah. know why bill needs help with the berry game exchange but I don't think I want to do that either. <laughs> I'm good. I don't want to do anything. No, me neither. I'm good. But so there's a bunch of delegation happening behind the scenes. When you go on vacation, it's like a vacation for me too. I, I just step back <laughs> from everything. Sit back and relax. Yeah, I'm behind on my podcast. I haven't listened to anything for the last few weeks. I haven't watched any videos for the last few weeks. I haven't recorded anything for the last few weeks. So... Well, actually, well, yesterday. Yesterday and today. I recorded Quick Save Club yesterday and I'm doing this today. So I guess I'm getting back into it now. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, well, you have been watching some stuff. Yeah. i watch. been watching the Lethal Weapon movies. I watched... All uh, four, huh? I watched one, two, three, and I have a half hour left on four. It's been a while since I've watched those. I was actually going to watch the first one, uh, but I didn't put that on yet. Yeah. Uh, I went through the four of those quite a few years, maybe like 10 years ago. It's been since I watched them all. Yeah, I, I watched them for the first time, I think, about 10 years ago. So this is like the second, my second watching. Mm. They're fun movies. They're not great, but they're fun. Uh, uh, one is pretty good. Eh. One's pretty good. Eh. I wouldn't say it's good. Yeah. It's fun. If, watch Pretty it again. Good. Watch it again. It, good. Watch it again. Pretty I would good. say it's fun. It's fun. I don't know how good it is. Weapon two is the one with the toilet, right? Two is the one with the toilet. That's what I put in okay. my. I've been uh, logging the movies I've been watching into a little spreadsheet, so mm-hmm. I can remember. And that's what I put. Two is the one with the toilet, and the first one with Joe Pesci. That's my note. If if I could jump ahead, yes, I've also been logging my movies into a spreadsheet have you 
Well, uh, the last time we recorded was the film dangle with Curtis, and yes. he talked about his impressive spreadsheet yeah. of days and months and that theaters was my inspiration. and all that stuff. Yes, uh, me too. Yeah, me too. Now I didn't go as far as him. I, I'm not logging dates and times and you know all that stuff, but um, I have been uh, cataloging. I just tell you the movie, and then I give it a ranking of either uh, in stars up to four stars. And then uh, I give a three bullet point review. Just three little things about the movie that stand out to me. Okay. Yep. And I have been watching a lot of movies lately. Well, I put in, uh, I do put in the date. Let's see, what do I got here? Let me look at my spreadsheet. Where is it? Oh, no. Oh, there it is. Movie watch list. So I put in the date that I watched it. The title of the movie, the year that the movie came out, um, because like when I do like if I want to look at what seventies movies I watched, then I can organize them by that. Mm. I put a couple of yeah. actors in there, yeah. you know, just who's in it. Uh, I do a little rating. Uh, the format that I watched it on, Blu-ray, DVD, mm. VLC on the Xbox One, whatever. Um, and then a little review if I feel like it. Sometimes I put something in there. And then uh, the the number of times that I've watched it. So if it's a first time watch or a second time watch, if I can remember. Wow, that that sounds impressive, but also like a lot of work. It's it's not, it's not. As long Funny. as you're just up on it a little bit, I can do it on the phone too. The one other thing that I added there uh, is rewatchability. Right. And I mark down if it's something that I'd sit there again because you're like my star score might be the same for two movies, but mm-hmm. the rewatchability could be very different. Mm. And I've realized that um, in doing this, in order for me to recommend a movie to somebody, it's got to be at least three stars. Okay. Because when you, when you hit the, um, the way I think about it is. Um, if you're doing four stars, uh, essentially four stars is of course like the best. Um, but it doesn't mean the movie is necessarily perfect. There might be some little nitpicks in it, but they're minor. So you're doing Um, the, the Ebert scoring system. I'm doing the Ebert four stars. Okay. Four stars. So for example, Tremors, right? Watch Tremors. That's like a really good movie. I'd give that four stars, but it does have that one scene, that one weirdo uh, green screen shot. Okay, yes, it's a minor thing. You can overlook that. For the most part, I like. I would not touch the movie. I don't want to change anything about it. Totally right. happy with it, immersed in it. Three stars is like that's fun, but you, you notice a couple of things that take you out. But for the most part, it's it's still really fun. When you go down to two, that's like when they've done. Like fifty percent of it is fine, but fifty percent of it is needs work. Mm. You know, for everything good, there's a bad. And then one, I think that's kind of reserved for. It's it's hard for a Hollywood movie to dip below a two, because you can see like okay, they got nice lighting, they got good sound. There's no boom mic, you know, coming <laughs> in frame and everything. Right. Those those ones, that's like straight to video kind of stuff. Right. But, although I do have some on my list that. That I did give a uh, one point five to. So you're very technical with your with your reviews. Yes, yes. I, I'm more I, of like how I feel about the movie, like how how the movie makes me feel. 
it makes me feel mm. really good i give it i give it high praise i don't really care about you know if there's a boom mic in the shot or not well that's the thing if if i have there's a lot of stuff on my list that i would give like a 2.5 that for me feels like i could watch this that i had fun with it like some of those uh, resident evil movies would be like twos and 2.5s but and so it's hard for me to say i'd recommend it to somebody but i could sit there and enjoy it mm. so like I, i'm aware of that but uh there's no way that i would recommend some of these movies to you because i think uh you wouldn't get a kick out of this uh howard the duck i yeah. would give that like a 2.5 because i think that's enjoyable enough mm. But okay. it's not a good move. Right. Okay. Fair I'm enough. All right. Yep. Yeah, fair enough. Okay. Um, do you want to hear my reviews for the Lethal Weapon movies? Yes, I do. All right. They're just, these are just one lines. They're not even really reviews. They're just kind of notes so I can remember in my head which one's which. Mm-hmm. So uh, for Lethal Weapon 1, uh, Murtaugh is too old for this shit. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> Okay, uh, for Lethal Weapon 2, this is the one with the toilet and Joe Pesci. Mm-hmm. And the nail gun. I should put that in there. Yeah, the nail gun was important. Okay, I'll, I'll bra- comma, nail gun. Very good. Uh, for Lethal Weapon 3, Joe Pesci is a real estate agent. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all I got. And for Lethal Weapon 4, it's, uh, Riggs is too old for this shit. And he cut his hair. He does. He the the mullet is gone. Hmm. And Chris Rock. And Chris Rock is in it. And yep. Jet Li. Oh yeah. They went. They got a lot of star power in this one. For well, sure. at the time that that's when Jet Li was, was like up and coming. He was up and coming. He yeah. was getting hot there. Yeah. Now he's in Expendables. Um, <laughs> oh man. Uh, well, yeah, Mel Gibson is in Expendables too. Um, I don't remember three or four that much. Four, I was not happy with the very last shot. That just kind of, that was an eye roll moment. Mm, I haven't got there yet, so I still have a half hour left in that one. So it seems to be okay. Big punches from Danny Glover at the end. Yeah. Everybody's fighting. He, he's like the way he swings his arm is like just ugh, coming like straight, okay. <laughs> perfectly have... horizontal. Well, at the start of the movie, they're behind a, a Crown Victoria the car as it's getting shot up, and uh, Mel Gibson tell, he tells them to strip down to uh, his underwear. The chicken, yeah, yeah, yeah out, like a chicken. Thing. Yeah, yeah, and then okay. he's posting uh, photos around the uh, the uh, cop shop. There's mm-hmm. a, of him in the underwear and that keeps posting the article from the newspaper from that day behind his back. He doesn't know who's doing it. Mm. Yeah. It's good times. Eh. Fun enough. Hmm. I'll watch that first one again. Uh, I got caught up to the trailer park boys. I watched the uh, season before the animated series and the animated series. So I'm all, oh, okay. all good. All caught up. Yeah. What like, do you think? I liked how they did uh, Leahy's voice. That was kind of interesting. Yeah, it was a fun idea. Yeah. I think, I mean, they've got, what, like 20 years of audio clips from him? Yeah, so. to pull from. So people don't know, work. The, yeah. the actor who played Jim Leahy in the show passed away. And the way they got around it in the animated series was they sort of kill him off, 
with a couple of shit hawks who come in and carry him away. <laughs> uh, so he appears as visions to his buddy Randy, and uh, he talks in clips from previous episodes of the show. So they mm-hmm. just find so Randy will say something to him, and they just find a clip from the previous episode, and they they play that back. but it's not even just one clip they edit together lots of different sound clips so it comes across as drunken gibberish which was his character so it's not as bad as like smithers you're good at turning me on like it's not that bad but it's you know there's a couple of lines here or there that are spliced together yeah but uh, they they did a good job with it um I I don't know. Did you think that they went a little too far with the animated series? No, no. I mean, that's the whole point, right? Is that you want? It's kind of like Star Trek: The Animated Series. You want to to see them do what they can't do on the, in the normal show, right? So you kind yeah, of want them to go. But, uh, I don't know. Outer space is a little. There's outer space, and then there was the the, uh, the trailer out out to sea kind of thing. Yeah, like yeah. to see them do the stuff that they don't have the budget for in. The real show kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's it's out there, but I don't know. It, I guess it being animated, though, kind of allows you to, I don't know, maybe just in your head, allow you to for, forgive. But, um, yeah, something. some of it I did forgive. I mean, the whole genie in the bottle thing is yeah. kind of cool. And uh, the, what was it, the tapeworm? Yes. That one I thought was pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I guess it's just because when you look back at the entire series, it had its peaks and like this, the later seasons just didn't reach up to those standards. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think everything that's been around for a long time, every series has this where you eventually just become, you're trying to top what you've done before, right? Because you got to still be shocking in a, in a mm-hmm. way. Uh, like James Bond is the perfect example. Like every time they bring on a new James Bond, it's like a reboot of the series. And it, as the movies go on and on with the original, with you know that James Bond gets rebooted, and they'll have like a couple of movies where it's in the realm of possibility. But then all of a sudden, it just ca- keeps getting wackier and wackier. And you have James Bond in space and James Bond on a blimp, and you know just crazy stuff by the by the end of it. Until they bring on the new James Bond again and bring it back down to its roots, so that's what it feels like is happening with Trailer Park Boys. It's kind of getting a little crazy, but I mean, how many ideas do they have too? Right? <laughs> like, there's only so much yeah. that they could do with those characters, and they do bring in new characters, you know, to kind of freshen things up. Um, but I do feel the season before uh, the animated series that was pretty good. It was it was a decent season. It wasn't uh, anything too wacky or crazy in it yeah i I didn't really care for the um um i don't even remember her name susan okay yeah she was a little harsh yeah Yeah. her her character was i mean it's it's hard to top um um what's her name the other one the other blonde the other blonde yeah Uh, she uh lucy Lucy, yeah. thank you. Well, she left the show because of there's some sexual harassment uh, accusations. I read something about on. that, but I also read that she had said she was leaving before that anyway. Yeah, but, yeah. Hmm, I, don't I don't know. know. I think the door closed on her coming back, though. 
I think. Anyway, yeah. anyways, I thought I was hoping they would bring back J Rock in the animated series, but yeah, yeah, actually, I would just I was just listening to a podcast that he was on, and you'd actually like it because they talk about um, a lot of. Uh, now he's been in Canadian television for a very long time, and he's done a lot of projects so you might zone out during that part but the part that he talks about the trailer park boys is interesting because he's left the show a few times and uh then he gets kind of you know not i wouldn't say suckered back in but he gets uh encouraged to come back because there's Mm -hmm. an idea that's floating around or his wife will tell him hey you were having so much fun doing that show why not do one more season or whatever so he's come and gone a few times um but yeah um but he Feels felt a little loyal to um, uh, was was his name the guy who created the show, the original creator. Yeah, he, right. Because yeah. they sold the uh, basically they sold the property to the main cast. Yeah, right. Right. So he feel he feels loyal to that guy, like the original guy, Clattenburg. Was that his name? Clattenburg. I think. Anyways. Uh, anyways, um, it was an episode of. Uh, uh, a uh, podcast called Canada Land, and his name is um, Jonathan Torrance. So you can mm. just look up Canada Land and Jonathan Torrance, and uh, you can give that a listen. It gives a lot of uh, like behind the scenes stuff too, like what was happening. Uh, mm. I, apparently, I I don't know how to spell Jonathan Torrance. Torrance. He was really good for the um, the relaunch of that because he was. It seemed like I always saw his name uh, credited as one of the writers, and that those were like really good seasons. Yeah. Um, and then once he left, then it seemed to drop off a little bit. Yeah, I think he what he wrote was the stuff for J Rock. Like he was, I just sent you the uh, the link mm. in the chat there. Um, oh, yeah. He wrote like J Rock's stuff whatever happened to j-rock in the show that was his contribution and his ideas mm-hmm. too according to this uh podcast so yeah check it out it was it was interesting mm. it was enlightening if you're a fan of the show i think you'd like it yeah as long as it doesn't get all depressing sometimes no. i like hearing the behind the scenes stuff but other times it just makes you it, it it's hard to watch some of these things when you know all the real life drama yeah. going on. No, no, he doesn't get into anything uh, crazy like that. It's mostly a positive experience uh, that he had. Um, uh, yeah, I don't I don't remember anything that was crazy or or anything like that. So hmm. yeah, it should come away with it feeling good, still feeling good about the show. Okay. But I imagine they're still, I don't think they're planning on ending it anytime soon. So I imagine there's going to be another uh, animated series. Yeah. Another season coming. Yeah. Well, they just did another animated series or started up another season of the animated series of Corner Gas, which is another Canadian show. So mm-hmm. I have a feeling that the animated shows are going to be a thing, like a reoccurring thing now for mm. for Canadian content. So. There probably will be another animated series. And I saw that Mike Smith was writing for another live action season a couple of months ago. He put out a tweet that they're writing for another live action season. So there's going to be another season of the show. Yeah, they're doing everything they can. I mean, they're getting old too. Yeah. It was rough. I went, uh, after I finished up the the series, 
Um, then I went back and watched like the uh, trailer for the very first season, and yeah. you just see how young and thin everybody was. Yeah. Well, that uh, I can't remember what season that was, but that beer that they made for this last season, F- Freedom Thirty Five, like that's yeah. when they were thirty five <laughs> and still doing the show. <laughs> now they're all forty five, you know. Mm. So, yeah, good times. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I, I started into the Badlands. Um, I'm like two seasons behind on that, uh, but we finished up uh, Doctor Who with the female. Doctor Who and Trailer Park Boys got caught up on that, so now we're watching Into the Badlands, which I guess got canceled. Uh, so we'll be watching whatever's left of that series. It's pretty good so far. Hmm. Only watched two episodes of two seasons ago, but still good. Um, and then uh, while I was recovering from Concrud, I played Uncharted One. I watched okay. Uncharted One, I guess I should say, and. Uh, yeah. I enjoyed myself this time around. I was oh, you, so you played straight through. You're done. Yep. Yep. Mm. Um, well, I wanted something light while I wasn't uh, feeling well. So I put, I said, you know what? This is something I can put in and I can play. And it's not going to, you know, it's not going to be too much anxiety while I'm playing. I can just relax. Of course, I cranked the difficulty all the way up to the maximum setting because, you know, I'm a real gamer and I could still relax and uh, play the game on its uh, highest difficulty setting. Uh, but I needed that trophy just to prove to everyone how great I am. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I did it. It was good times. I, I liked it. And, you know, when I when I first played those games, I played 1 and 2. Um, I, it was one of the reasons why I bought a PlayStation 3. Like, the hype for this thing was, like, this, this game is going to knock your socks off so much that you're, you got to get a PlayStation 3 to play this game so that's what i did like a dummy i fell for the marketing and i went out and bought a playstation 3 just to play this game and you know what this uncharted mm-hmm. can't live up to that hype that's too much that's way too much uh, well, nothing ever lives up to the hype no it's way too much so now that like the hype has died off and no one's talking about uncharted everyone's moved on to i don't know overwatch or something i don't know what's what's the latest thing what's it, Fortnite? <laughs> i don't know yeah ask me sure uh, now that everyone's moved on, you know, you can just, you can just enjoy the games for what they are. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? This is all right. It's okay. Nathan Drake is still a vomit. I don't really like him too much as a character because he's just a crook like everyone else. But, eh, it was okay. It was like, like fun. We're still enjoying it. So I'm going to play two, which was the Cartridge Club game of the month last month. But eventually I'll move on to two. The thing is when you when you do it on your own terms, you do it because you want to do it, not because uh, all the marketing tells you to do yeah, it. Yeah, maybe that was part of it. You feel better too. about it. Maybe that was it too. You know, sometimes the hype is just too much. You got to settle down on the hype. You know, relax on it. Don't, don't build it up so much. So I end up hating it. You just don't want to be part of the machine. Yeah. Well, it is a machine when you think about it. Like they crank these games out so fast. And then the marketing's there, and they only have so much money to market it for a certain window of time. And then once that's done, they're moving on to the next thing. And they're constantly mm-hmm. cramming stuff down your throat. Watch this movie. Watch this. Uh, play this video game. Read this book. Watch this TV show. Do it all, or it's going to get spoiled for you. You're going to be left behind. You don't want to be left behind. Get all this stuff in you. And all it's, it's just too much. 
You don't need everything. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get to everything. So just relax. Yeah. Find the things you like and enjoy those things. Yeah. Yeah. Like model kits. Yeah. You're building your model kits. No, I haven't t- touched any Aww. of them. It's been taking a back seat, unfortunately. I want to get back to it, but it's just even on vacation. Too friggin' busy. Yeah. I finished one and then uh, I got it to the point I was happy with it. And then I, uh, you know, looked at it again a couple weeks later and realized, oh, I could have done this better, could have done that better, could have mm. done this better. But now I'm painting miniatures, painting little miniatures. Miniature dudes? Um, I have a bunch of old Warhammer okay. characters. So uh, I've, I've taken a couple of night goblins and I'm, I'm, I'm just starting them. But same thing. I started it like a week ago and I haven't been able to get back to it. So. Yeah. It's going to be a slow process. When you paint those, do you use any uh, spray paint at all? Any airbrushing at all? I um, These are ones that I had previously painted. So first I just remove the paint, get a little cotton swab and oh, okay. some paint remover, clean them up as best I can, and then I use the airbrush to prime them. Right. But now I'm doing brush painting because they're just so small. Right. Okay. Mm. And with brush sense. painting, I started using a wet palette. Have you seen those? No. What's that? Well, you know, you put your paint out and you use your brush. The paint's going to eventually dry up and get tacky. So what you do is you get a little, um, like, Ziploc Tupperware thing. Mm -hmm. Take a piece of paper towel, put it on the bottom, Mm -hmm. and get it wet. Moisten it up. And then you put a piece of, um, like, baking sheets, parchment paper. Okay. Not wax paper, but uh, stuff for baking. Yeah. And you put that on top of the wet paper towel, and you, you get that just just little wet, too. And then you put your paint in there, and so all of the moisture below will keep the paint wet. So the parchment paper prevents the paint from soaking into the paper towel, but it also allows just enough moisture through. Okay. And then I also, I also mix in a little paint retarder and paint thinner just to keep it uh, nice and thin so you thin your paint out on top of there and then you can close it up and you can keep that paint like for over a week i have had paint in there that i can just go back to remix it and it separates but um you don't have to worry about losing your color if you mix something right or or just wasting it because you put it out and it dried up and you have to toss it right so do that it keeps your paint nice and smooth so you can just reactivate it goes on the model very nicely very a, easy to do. That is a cool pro tip right there. Mm, there wow. you go. I never would have thought to do that. Oh, you got to you gotta watch them internet videos. Yeah. They teach everything. How YouTube, man? It's loaded mm. with good stuff. Oh, yeah. Not podcasts, though. No. People take breaks. Yeah. So you said you've been watching a lot of movies. Oh, Care I've to been share binging. what movies binging. you've been watching? Let's hear. Let's hear. Okay. Um, I have my here uh, in the time between our film dango recording and now i have watched 31 movies that's it 31 i <laughs> i attempted wow. to watch 41 but i have a special section in my spreadsheet for movies i had a bailout on because i just found them unwatchable oh. after a certain point okay um, I don't know. I could tell you the names of all these movies if you want, or I can give you rankings. Go I have some that are four stars. Have you watched The I Raid have... 2 yet? No, I haven't. Okay. No. 
Um, I don't know. What, what do you want me to talk about in here? Well, what do you got? What's interesting? What was the best movie you watched uh, out of the 31? What was the best? The best one. Okay. I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight movies that I gave four stars to. Oh, are a bunch of these rewatches or first time? Um, it's 50-50. 50-50. Okay. So what was the I'd say, best movie that you watched for the very first time? Oh, for the very first time. <clears throat> um, Can you give me that? You have that in your stats? Um, for the very first time. New experience. Um, okay. Probably the best. It's a toss-up between... Boys in the Hood and Parenthood. Boys, boys in the Hood. Boys in the Hood. I think that I got that on my PBR. <laughs> that was an excellent movie. You know, I it's weird because uh, before I went on uh, break, like maybe a week before I went on break, uh, I take a lot of movie clips and whatnot for work, and I put them in their system uh, mm-hmm. so they can use them in stories uh, or whatever. And I guess some guy that worked on some Spike Lee movies passed away or something. That's um, not a Spike Lee movie. It's a John Singleton movie. That's the guy. I think he passed away. Or the guy who... I think he... Did he pass away? Wait. Maybe they were doing... They were doing a story on that guy for some reason. Uh, yeah, he passed away April 2019. So that's the guy who passed oh, away. Oh, wow. Okay. That... There we go. So that's why. That's why they wanted me to put in a clip from that movie, Boys in the Hood. Mm. So it was a clip. It was the part where they're in somebody's house and somebody got shot and they're all yelling uh, at each other. Okay. Is that happened several times in the movie? I don't know. That was no, like I, I, I'm pretty sure I know the point. Uh, I don't know. And so I was just, that. I watched that part. I've never seen the movie before. So I saw that part and I'm like, wow, this is really intense. This is an intense yeah. movie. I'm going to have to keep an eye out for it. So I saw it coming up on my uh, PVR, and I, I recorded it. It's, good. it's a good movie. It's a good coming-of-age movie. It's a good father-son movie. Father-son. Okay. Yeah. Um, very different movies, Boys in the Hood and Parenthood. Uh, I thought that was, was really well done. Parenthood is one of those ones that I watched a bunch of times on VHS. Like, we had a recording of it. And mm-hmm. I've probably seen it about 30 times, but I haven't watched it since. Mm. So I can remember a lot about it, but I can't remember how much of it is good or whatnot. But we did pick it up on Blu-ray. We found it, you know, for a few bucks on Blu-ray. So it's on. The- I thought that was, uh, was nicely done. Uh, you know, they introduce everybody, but then it's kind of like four different stories. Yeah. Uh, you okay. go to each couple and, and their issues and well done. And a special appearance by Ted Theodore Logan. Ted Theodore Logan. Oh, <laughs> Keanu Reeves. Yeah, that's right. Plays, he is in that. Right. Plays, basically plays Ted yeah. in this movie. Did you um, see they they just signed somebody uh, for that movie for the new Bill and Ted's? Uh, I, what was it? I, I peeked at it not too long ago. I didn't, I didn't hear any details oh, of casting. It was Eddie Van Halen is going to be making an appearance in in the movie at some point. Okay. So maybe the Wild Stallions will get a new lead guitarist or something. Oh, well, I'm glad they're still moving forward with that. I, I was afraid it was going to be one of those projects that just says, hey, we're doing it. And no, it's happening. Kind of it nice. is happening. Yeah, 
I'm excited for that. Um, I don't know. I had some others in here. Another movie I thought was really good was Chef with um, Oh, I want to see that. John Favreau. Right. Um, I'll, well, if you want to see it, then I won't say what I'm going to say, but I, I thought that was really good. Um, gave Dirty Harry a four. Oh, of course. Um, the best movie, probably the best movie of what I watched here, uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. You've never seen that before? No, no, no. I have seen it before. Oh, okay. This was the rewatch. Yeah. But I think of everything that's in here, I that's a really good movie for several reasons. Mm. You know, it, it's just a fun movie, but it, it really makes you think, too. There, mm-hmm. There's some important uh, uh, life lessons in there. A lot of stuff uh, going I gave, on in that movie. I gave The Raid Redemption uh, 4. I watched that again. That was good times. So. Uh, the Thing. Watch that again. Ah, oh, that's a good one, too. Uh, Truman Show. I really enjoyed that. Really? I think. Yep. <laughs> I saw that in the theater, <clears throat> and uh, I, that was the last time I watched it. <laughs> I was like, you know, I don't want to see that movie. I really liked it. I thought it was well done. Yeah. Uh, I watched that because I had, just before that, I watched uh, Liar Liar. That's good. And I like that I one. I thought that was really bad. Really? So I wanted to see, <laughs> like, I, I remember Jim Carrey being good. Liar Liar is 90 minutes of Jim Carrey screaming and making faces. That sounds so like I gave good it times. A, I gave it a 2.5 mm. because there's really nothing wrong with the movie itself. Everything is, you know, laid out well and, you know, everything's fine. If you're into Jim Carrey, it's probably a fine movie. I don't find him entertaining for long periods of time when he's just doing uh, sketch comedy stuff. So I, I haven't, I, I haven't seen that one in a long time, but I have a feeling if I go back and watch it, I'll like it. So I'm going to put liar, liar on my list. Uh, I don't know. I got a bunch of stuff in here. I watched um, the three uh, Terminator sequels that I hadn't seen before. Uh, three salvation and Genesis. Mm. Those were pretty bad. Were those like, was that the one where you had to give up? You had to stop? Or did you actually watch them? No, I watched all three of those. Oh. Um, Salvation, I gave a 1.5. That's, that's pretty low. It's the uh, lowest score on my list. I'm pretty sure I did not finish that movie. It was that's so the cool. Christian Bale one. And Genesis, I've never seen. It's, it's not good. Um, the lowest things on my list, uh, World War Z. With Brad Pitt, no I got a one point five. Zero desires. It's really bad. And Old Boy, that's a Spike Lee movie. Old with, Boy, um, with uh, Josh Brolin. Really bad, really mm. bad. Mm. Um, oh, here I'll give you the ones I bailed out on. Yeah. Um, uh, Thirty minutes or less. Never heard Some of it. Comedy film with um, I think it's the the kid from Arrested Development. Michael Sarah? Not a kidding. Oh, oh, no, sorry. I guess it's not him then. Okay, 30 minutes or less. Batman Ninja. <laughs> what? It's some anime with Batman who yeah. time travels back to feudal Japan. Uh, and now, like, the Joker is a samurai or shogun or something. And it was stupid. Did you see that Sarah uh, bought Ghost in the Shell? I did, yeah. yeah. Oh, here, uh, I also listed how many minutes I lasted with these movies. Oh, okay. That's a good so, one. That's a good... So 30 minutes or less, yeah. I bailed out after six minutes. <laughs> nice. Uh, Batman Ninja, I made about 10 minutes. Okay. Uh, Bright, five minutes. Bright. Never even the heard Bill of this. Smith Netflix movie. Nope. Uh, it's, it was... My comment here was stop padding and get to the point. Mm. There was a conversation between him and his wife at the beginning of the movie. 
And it just felt like one of those conversations where it's contemporary sarcastic writing, where mm. they just they're so happy with what they're writing that they need to drag out these scenes and give them more clever things to say mm. instead of just get to the point. Mm. You know, it, it, it should be like a two line thing of, of what's supposed to happen, but they just keep dragging it out. Uh, Geostorm, I made it 18 minutes. Uh, I can't tell you anything about it. I, I must have been. Alone. I don't ever even heard uh, of this. Gerard Butler uh, with, you know, crazy weather movie. Oh, weather goes crazy. And then we're going to have lightning. We're going to have earthquakes. Uh, and what all they call, the CTX stuff. Yeah. A disaster movie. Disaster, disaster movie. movie. Okay. Uh, I wrote boring, bad writing and boring. Mm. Ghost Rider 2. I made two minutes. Is it Nick Cage in that? I didn't get that far. <laughs> <laughs> Two minutes, eh? It's it's one of those movies where all cheap, generic-looking movies look exactly the same, and they sound like they have the same bad rock score, and it's just the same bad editing, mm. and everything is flat. It just, ah, oh, it was so bad. Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance from 2012? Is that the one? I guessed. I wrote Ghost Rider 2. Okay. Mm. Uh, the Great Wall with uh matt damon never heard monster of it. movie with the the great wall of china nope i made it 35 minutes but i like a lot of these i wanted to turn off i was just waiting to see if it was going to get good uh bad cgi bad characters and very empty of content mm. uh the hangover it lasted 20 minutes oh. yeah i i don't i never understood that- why that movie was popular at all i did not get it i love ed helms i think he's great zach galifianakis i think he's great Uh, that movie i just uh, did nothing for me absolutely no i wrote not funny shock for shock and i made it 20 minutes but it was forced i probably wanted to turn it off after like 10 minutes yeah i I did not get that one either um probably get some hate for that one oh yeah that's the stephen king uh the Mist, yeah. Such Started a, okay. Such a good book. Yes, and it does have a great setup. Terrific setup. And then it, it just... It's really good. Yeah. And then I made it as far as the first, like, monster appearance. The, the and big the CG. C- yeah. The CG was like, okay, was this a real movie or was this a TV movie? So you didn't see the ending to The Mist? No. The ending is awful. It is just... It is one of the most... It's got to be the worst ending to any film I've ever seen. Is it just the film or is it the book ending also? No, it's not the book ending at all. The book ending is like, it's it ends on a high note compared to this movie. Mm. It is just, it is the worst ending I've ever seen to any movie. And I have no problem with dark endings. Uh, and, and you know, sometimes, you know, they, they sugarcoat things in movies or they shouldn't. But this was just, it was too much. It was just way too much. And predictable too. Like you could see it coming a mile away. Mm. I don't know. It, it, yeah, it started with that. It felt so much like Stephen King. Everything is like the small town. That was all from the book. Characters like, yeah, and yeah. you know, it all felt okay. I've seen this before, but it's it's still because the characters are, are fun. Yeah, and, yeah, and then and yeah. there you know, there's some sort of relationship issue between the two neighbors, mm-hmm. and like I'm waiting to see what that is. And, that was so well done in the book, and then in the uh, movie, yeah, not executed well at all. 
Do you want me to tell you the ending? Do you want me to? T- should I spoil sure, it? Sure, I'm not going to watch it, so go ahead. So at the end of the film, right, they... Was uh, there anything else I need to know before the ending? Like anything in the middle that is... I don't think so, because they're pretty much... So in this movie, they're stuck in a supermarket. It's a bunch of people in a small town stuck in a supermarket. A lot of people are from out of town because it's a vacation spot. So not everybody knows each other. Some people do, some people don't. Okay. And then uh, suddenly this mist... Uh, takes over the supermarket, takes over the whole town. And these people right. are... There was some kind of storm right. at the beginning, right? Yeah. In the, I'm not sure how much they explain it in the movie, but in the book, there was like some sort of uh, government experiments taking place uh, in a re- remote area that's kind of okay, close to town. But There's something like, going on with the military. You see them yes, moving around a lot. Yes. So some experiment goes wonky, and so the whole town gets covered in mist, and these people are stuck in the supermarket. If they try to go out into the mist, some unforeseen monster will just slaughter them, will just kill them. And, like, you know, people went out with guns and tried to shoot, and not, nothing. Like, it's just they got, they're stuck in this supermarket. Um, so eventually, um, a core group of of them including um i can't remember who played the lead character lead guy it was um jane thomas jane okay so it was him his son mm-hmm. his love interest and the older lady uh eventually all get into i don't even know if you got to the older lady yet because i think she no comes in, oh. i got to the appearance of the the tentacles and that was okay that. so there so the four of them actually end up in a vehicle and they end up where the enough where they can they can drive away they can mm-hmm. get away um they eventually run out of so they they're trying to get out, out from the mist they eventually run out of gas they have no food or uh, water or anything and they're basically just stuck in this uh vehicle and they're going to starve to death so the dad has enough bullets in his gun to shoot them shoot shoot everybody in the car so that's what he does he shoots everybody in the car he shoots his son he shoots his love interest and he shoots the old lady then he turns the gun on himself he has one bullet left but it's a dud so he has to get out of the car now to let the beast kill him, right? Take him out okay. because he's going to commit suicide. That's the only solution he could figure out with this problem. So he gets out of the car to commit suicide. And you hear the beast coming and it's rumbling and it's coming to him. It's coming to him. And what comes out of the fog, Richard? What comes the, out of the fog? Uh, the people to save him. That's right. Yeah. The military. If he would have waited like 20 seconds, 30 seconds, I don't know however long it took him to kill everybody in the car. If he would have waited that long, then he he didn't have to kill. And that's the the end of the the, movie. That is similar to, well, obviously way different details, but uh, that old boy movie. It really? ended on, on like a really sour note like yeah. that too, where it was just shock for shock and Yeah, that's totally uh, what this felt like. It was just there was what, no... what are you supposed to walk away from with that, you know? Yeah. I mean if he I don't know, it just it was bad. It was just really bad. It was not executed well. I dropped my pen. That's how angry so, I am at this point. So I'm guessing the ending in the book is way different. Yes. In the book, um I don't know if I want to spoil it because it's really good. Yeah, don't spoil the book. But that might actually read the be book. Good. It's it's good. It's a short okay. story too. It's not not very long. 
Okay. Oh, it's one of those novellas. Yes. I think it's like there's a lot of stuff that he wrote for magazines back in the day mm-hmm. that they put into uh, book collections. So right. yeah, it's one of those. Okay. Uh, I also bailed out on The Other Guys and The Wolfman. Yeah, The Other Guys. That was uh, Will Ferrell, Will Ferrell and, and Wahlberg. And Marky Mark, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think I... I can't remember if I tried watching that one or not. I try. I, I turned it on, and immediately it's The Rock and Samuel L. Jackson. Okay, I'm done. And no, no, no. Let me guess. They're opening, yelling at each other. The opening scene with them was really funny, okay. and I was like, okay, I'm finally getting a, a contemporary comedy movie that looks kind of fun. And their scene is just over the top, crazy, insane action, and it's it's really really funny. And then. It's basically the opening credits, and then when they hit the title, the other guys, they the camera swoops over to yeah, Will they're... Ferrell and Marky Mark, and immediately when they start talking, it's just like nosedive. It's it's that overscripted, sarcastic humor that just feels way out of place, and, and it's just very off-putting. So you want the movie to be the first guys, not the other guys. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, like that was entertaining. Um, but again, it was that's the problem I find with a lot of these contemporary movies, especially when they star people who originated from sketch comedy, is they write sketch comedy for feature films and it just doesn't work. Because you can go extreme and you can have these insane characters that don't make any sense and have no logic to them. But when you try to stretch that out and follow these characters for a ninety minute story arc or even two hour story arc, yeah. it just doesn't work. I, a lot of the one of the big problems I hear about contemporary films that it, it, it I see almost every single time I try to watch one of these movies is your heroes are just stupid. Like yeah. there are no smart characters uh, in in movies. You know, I don't know why people think it's entertaining to have an idiot be your main character, and and, you, and they they can't figure anything out, and they're always doing dumb stuff. I think it's too much ad libbing. Like there's too much that too. Yeah, you know I think it's this whole um what's his name the guy who makes like knocked up and those kind of movies uh not seth rogan but the guy who does all the writing i can't remember his name now for some reason oh hold on hold on let's look up knocked up judd apatow that that guy um okay so with those kind of movies those kind of premises there's a lot of room for ad-libbing you know like you can have a couple of characters on a couch playing video games throwing quirks uh, quirks at each other back and forth you know the 40 year old virgin thing you're talking about exactly exactly right and it works for that premise because it's just two guys busting each other's chops on a couch when you have two cops that are supposed to be solving a case or a murder or something like that, doing something serious, you can have funny things happen to them, but they have to buy into the premise that they are professional police officers. They're not yeah. dum-dums on a couch playing video games. And mm-hmm. I that is the trap that all I think a lot of these comedies fall into, and that's why they fall flat with me. That's mm. why I just I can't get into it. I love Will Ferrell in some things. Some things I think he is fantastic in, but when it comes to that stuff, I just don't get it. It's too much. Like the characters just they're too far out there. 
you know? Yeah. Another movie I watched was Step Brothers, him and uh, yeah. John C. Riley. Yeah. And that it that style of comedy worked a little bit better, but even that one, it too much. It, it was a little too much. I didn't care for it, that it, one either. Yeah, I'm probably it, gonna get hate. It, we'll get hate for all this, but I didn't care for that one either. No, I in fact that one I kept thinking of how could this have been written better? You know what what would have been a better setup for it? It's just too extreme that you have these two forty year old guys that think exactly the same way. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, one movie that um, really surprised me, uh, The Sixth Day, Schwarzenegger movie. Oh, yeah? Have you ever seen that? I, did, I found that on DVD for like two bucks. Yeah? So have I, you seen it? No, I haven't watched it yet. It It's not perfect, but it fits perfectly in with Total Recall and The Running Man. Oh, really? It's that, it's that style movie. Wait, let me, let me and pick up my pen. The, the first half or even more of that movie is really good. The future that they're in with the, um, the technology that they have and the way they approach it, there's some really good moments in there. The ending is a bit of a nosedive, though, mm. in, in production value especially. Some old CG, CG. Oh, okay. some old CG <laughs> that it, lo- it looks like those. Um, it looks like a Sega Saturn game. Oh, wow. At, at times. Yeah, I, I, maybe when we're done uh, Lethal Weapon 4, I'll put in the sixth day. There's good stuff in that. Uh, it' a little predictable, but... Are but you fun. watching these on Netflix, or are you watching these? A lot of them, yeah. Yeah? So six days on Netflix? Uh, for me, it was. Yeah, yeah six okay. day. I watched... Uh, oh, geez. I've been talking about this for a while. I don't need to go through the whole list, but good stuff. Yeah. Watch yeah. Police Academy again. Of course, yeah. Got to. Yeah. It just got to. Yep. Well, we've been talking for uh, an hour and a half ish, a little more than an hour and a half ish. I could keep talking to you about movies for another hour I, and a half. Don't mind. <laughs> we could just stop recording, and I'll tell you about the rest of these. Yeah, I don't know how interested people are. I don't know. I don't know. If maybe they've tuned out. They've zoned out. They're they're sick of us uh, knocking on their favorite. Uh, action and comedy stars one thing i have learned though is uh, aside from star trek the animated series i can't really watch cartoons by myself anymore if if i'm not watching it with my kids and i can't do it yeah i i cartoons i well i tried i was watching like um some of the like a lot of the marvel stuff for a while, I was uh, watching the Guardians of the Galaxy and some Spider-Man, but um, yeah, I just kind of fell off, and they were clogging up the PVR where I take yeah. space for movies. So I was like, I, I don't know if I'll get, ever get to these. So I just started yeah. erasing them. If I Anything had somebody, to, if I had someone to watch them with, it might, you know, I might be more into it, but I don't. So because Sarah's mm. not really into that stuff either word yeah i'm more into 70s movies anyways and 70s mm. um bush well you, well you should uh watch uh ghost in the shell uh, that's an animation for adults i watch i watched that one already well you got to watch it. it with sarah she she's gonna watch that on her own now because really we, yeah we already watched it together so we don't need to watch it again 
Oh, so she did watch it before. Yeah. She we, just likes it a lot more than you do. Yeah. Yeah. She was like, oh, the music in this has, has been haunting me and I've been wanting to see it again. I'm like, all right. She liked it a lot more than I did. So okay. maybe she's an anime chick now. Maybe she'll get tattoos and dye her hair pink. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's what anime <laughs> chicks do, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what they all do. I imagine. Anyways. Okay. All right. Let's wrap this uh, up. Yeah. Talk about your bush. Uh, okay. So let's see. Upcoming uh, film dangles sometime this month. We don't have too much of this month left. I guess we got a half of it left. Mm. Uh, we're going to be talking about Mel Brooks. We got Blazing Saddles, Young Frankenstein, and Spaceballs. Um, mm-hmm. While we were in the 18th van, uh, Hodge and Bill uh, wrestled. Uh, for a guest spot and eventually Hodge just kind of got worn down by Bill and uh, he just said you know what just let Bill have it he said actually his quote was let the baby have his bottle (laughs) so uh, Bill I I believe will be the guest for the Mel Brooks uh, episode okay then in August uh, we're we're getting all dirty and hairy and going action film style we got dirty hairy the first one, we got uh, Dread. No judge in there, just Dread. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, the movie Logan. Those should be, that should be good times. I don't yes. know. Do we have a guest for that one yet? Nobody said anything. No one said anything. All right, well, and if you're interested in being a guest, you know, just give us a shout-out. Maybe. Who knows? And then in September, we're doing 70s Bush. We're doing uh, The Taking of Pelham 123. Which I think I spelt wrong. Uh, is it go. one comma two comma three yes. or just one two three? One two three. One comma two comma three. I believe. I believe there's commas in there. One two three. Uh, I, I saw re- that the remake is on Netflix. Yeah. No. Don't. Don't. Don't do the. Okay. No. Don't. No. Don't do it. Uh, you want the original? Are you gonna? Do you need help uh, finding that uh, original movie? I have to go see. Okay. I don't know. Well, you but you know to. what? You know what I did see is on Netflix right now? What's that? That the, you have recommended. Das Boot. Did that come out in the 70s? I don't das know. Boot? Das Boot? But, no, that uh, was... That, that's a long movie. I might, I might give that one a shot. I believe that's there. an 80s movie. Yeah, 81. 81 mm-hmm. German film. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, that's really good. Uh, so I'm still working on the other two 70s movies to go with the taking of Pelham 1, 2, 3. I did watch... We just thought about 70 Burt Reynolds movies, right? Yeah, I don't know if I want to subject you to that. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're fun. They're fun movies, but I, I can't recommend that they're good. Um, and I don't think my heart can take it, take you trashing those those uh, films. Um, but... I did watch I like a, Smokey and the Bandit. I did, yeah, you did, but none of them are on the same caliber as Smokey and the Bat. Not even close. <laughs> um, I did watch a movie called Fist. Have you ever seen Fist nope. with nope. Sylvester nope. Stallone? Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, got my attention now. I take it a very young Sylvester Stallone. It is. It's right after Rocky. And uh, I picked it up. It was again. It was we found it for like two bucks or whatever. And he's like flexing on on the cover. So I'm like, okay, this is gonna be like some you know cheesy action schlock from the the 70s. So we start playing this movie. It's directed by Norman Jewison, 
the uh, acclaimed director. I'm like, what is going on here? And it turns out that it's like a, sort of a loose uh, autobiography or biography, loose biography of uh, Jimmy Hoffa. Hmm. Uh, and, you know, uh, working with the, the um, unions and that and how the unions got mixed up with the mafia and that. It was really interesting. It was really good. It was like, you know... It was it was great. Yeah, I guess he was coming off Rocky, and you know he's got uh, uh, Sly got like the choice uh, scripts at the time, and it's a bit of a longer film, but it was I I enjoyed it. So I'm kind of two hours and twenty five minutes. Yeah, but it was good. Like it moves. <clears throat> you know, it's not. Uh, it doesn't feel like two hours and twenty five minutes. We uh, Sarah and I watched it in one sitting. Um, mm. so that one was good and. What was another 70s film? Oh, I did watch Get Carter, the original Get Carter with Michael Caine. Um, that was pretty good. But I'm not sure if I if that's one I want to to recommend. And then there was like just a bunch of race car movies like Vanishing Point and um, the original Gone in 60 Seconds and stuff like that. I'm not sure if you're I'm not sure if you're geared for that. I want I want to find good stuff. Something that would work well with the taking of Pelham 123. Okay. Well, we got time. So. Yeah. So I'm still working on it. So if anyone out there has a recommendation, a solid 70s flick that I can recommend to uh, Richard, just hit me is there, up. Is there any criteria beyond 70s? No, it's just got to be 70s, and I want something that's kind of... It's like got to feel like the 70s? Feel, it's got to feel like the taking so of no, Pella no 1, no science two. fiction or anything like that. Just Science fiction would be okay. Gritty 70s? Gritty, gritty would be great. Something city-like takes place in a city. That'd be good. The urban jungle. That's what we're going for. Urban jungle. Is that a movie, yes. or is, is are you just? I'm just saying like that. The urban tone, jungle. Like yeah. The city. Because I think there is a movie called Underbelly. The urban, urban jungle. I think there is a movie called that. Maybe not. All right. Um, wrap up. Follow Retro Fandango on Twitter. Uh, we're at retro underscore Fandango. Uh, Cartridge Club's longest running pure blood podcast with the original hosts and the only podcast with a boner. I don't have the soundboard hooked up. Boner. Boner. There you go. Uh, f- go to the forums at www.cartridgeclub.org. If you type that in, I, it'll still take you to the forums. And uh, maybe we'll set up a Discord. If there's enough people that are interested in a Fandango Discord. Yeah. Discord. A Discord. Maybe. Okay. I don't know. We'll see. Let me know if you're interested in that, and I might set it up. Uh, so I think you only have to give me one uh, one thumbnail now. I don't think we have to post on the website anymore. All right. I don't even think All you have right. to give me a thumbnail. You can just put it in the, in the old Podbean there. Sounds good. Yeah. And maybe just put it in the docs just so we have it. Yep. Yep. And, uh, I'll that's still uh, organize in there. But I don't think okay. I need the, I don't need the 720p one anymore. Was it ever 720p? Yeah. The, the widescreen one. <laughs> widescreen okay. one. 720p. It should have been anyways. I don't know what it was. <laughs> it was widescreen, so I gave it to you. Yeah. That's one. I just stretched it out. <laughs> No, you did. You added uh, <laughs> Beautiful Joe and Ecto One. I saw what you were doing. Okay. Stretched it out. That's bad. All right. 
plane crashed. Let's just say yes. goodbye. <clears throat> you have to say goodbye. Oh, goodbye. And there you go.